Welcome to Slaking Thirsts, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. Let me just first say I'm very edified by how many of you there are and uh, your desire to start off Lent in a very powerful way with Ash Wednesday. Also, if you were visiting or you weren't here this last weekend to hear the announcement, we are trying to sift people out. Who are the children of the light and who are the children of the dark? (laughs) And since you chose where you sat, it says right here, if you fast, do not be gloomy. So we're doing just fine, okay? A couple years ago, we did a uh, diocesan campaign and part of it was, it was called the Heart of the Shepherd. And so many of you sacrificially gave and supported that. And this is the fruit of your generosity a couple years later. It takes a while to pick out a design and lighting design and all these things. And so it's implementing, hopefully over the next week or so, we'll be wrapping things up. So thank you for your patience. Today is Ash Wednesday. And all day long, there was kind of a sense in the back of my mind, and I don't know why, but there was a a couple quotes that I was thinking about all day long. And they were from Pope Benedict XVI, so the one before Pope Francis. And I'm going to paraphrase them, but they both say basically the same thing. He says, It's strange that in most modern men and women's mind, they can't imagine that God would really care that much about what we do. That there's a real sense like, Does it really matter to God if I ate a piece of bacon today? Really? There's a sentiment of God's so great, if he exists at all to modern man, God's so great, does he really care that hopefully many of you entered into the fast today? Like, does he look upon your stomach gurgling for food and be like, oh, wow. He said, is this kind of this odd sense that Pope Benedict walks through this over several pages in books, but he says it's interesting because the Bible reveals a God who's absolutely enamored with you and cares about every detail, and yet there's a sense in which like, well, does it really matter if I prayed a lot or not? Does it really matter if I fasted or not? Does it really matter if I do almsgiving really well or not? And I want to let you know that according to the Bible, Yes. It matters immensely what you do with your life. Because when God made you, he made you in a unique, exclusive, unrepeatable relationship with himself. No two people have the same kind of connection to God. Because no two people are the same person. Any parent knows each kid pulls out a different aspect of their heart. Each kid has a different effect on you. So too with God. Each one of us, from the moment you were created in your mother's womb, each one of us drew something out of God into this world that no one else can. And from the moment of your existence, he's been so vulnerable towards you. He has chosen out of love to actually care so much about you that it's a real relationship Jesus goes as far to say he knows every hair 
on your head. In many ways, what dumb knowledge. That doesn't stop hunger in the world, overcome injustices, or bring people back who died that we miss immensely this year. And yet he says, no, no, you matter that much to me. What you treat, what you desire and choose to do with your life matters to God. And ultimately it matters because he's created you and I with such dignity that we are actually free. We can really choose to live in a way that turns our backs on God. And we can really choose in a way to over time open up in great trust and total dependence on him. We can allow him into our deepest thoughts and fears, even if they're harsh and unimpressive. Or we can choose to just live externally with God, saying only rote prayers in a way that makes us fit in, but there's no real vulnerability. You are free to have come tonight or not. So let me just say good job, since you were free. You are free to keep growing all 40 days of Lent or to quit by Saturday afternoon. But what you choose to do with your life matters because how you choose to live determines the kind of man or woman you become. Your freedom has some role in that. After all, as the philosopher Aristotle said, if you want to become a painter, paint. Meaning, do the things. If you want to become the kind of man or woman who lives in endless, infinite ecstasy and joy and pleasure for all of eternity, become like Jesus. He's the one who died and rose and ascended to show us this is the kind of life that makes it there. That's why Lent is God's gift to you and I. It's like a big wake-up call at the beginning of Lent for you and I to realize I have not been living in a way that is in line with my dignity. I have not been seeking God, as we sang over and over again so far today, with my whole heart. At best, I've been kind of flirting with God. There's no real intensity about it. And so Lent is the time where, guess what? Every one of us is going to have ashes on our forehead. Which means no one here gets to say, hey, I'm doing a really good job in life. That's not what today is all about. Today's quite the opposite. Today's the day where maybe we finally feel safe enough to look at one another and say, I need a lot of help. I actually need a lot of mercy and kindness. I need forgiveness every day for things I do. And ultimately, I need the power of grace, the gift of Jesus, to help me become the kind of man or woman I pretend to be, even though I'm not. I really need to be transformed, or in our churchy language, redeemed. So the first part of Lent, beginning today, is what we call in the church compunction. It's a term we've used for thousands of years, and it's like when you pop a balloon, that's kind of compunction. 
So our puffed up, constant energy being spent to look fine, look impressive, look like we have all the great to-do lists, look at all the things I plan to do, look at all the things I'm striving to do, look how everything I have in line is so good. Everyone just see me and think that I'm good, please. We would pop that. And we'd be deflated. And we'd say, behind all of that is a little heart saying, am I good? Does someone love me as I am? Is the good news about God really real? Does it matter that I'm here tonight or not? Will my Honduras cup offering, whether it's 25 cents or $2,500, does God care? Does my life matter to him? And he took on our flesh and entered into all of our human realities to shout back at you, oh yeah, your whole life matters to me. Let me help you make it something beautiful this Lent. Amen.